Hello and welcome to Awaiting Prompt, the AI podcast, hosted by me, Mason Jones. And me, Nick Short. Each week we give an AI a series of story prompts. These could be genres, characters, plot points, and see what kind of story it comes up with. We're not writers and we're certainly not authors. We may need to give the AI a bit of direction along the way, but every single word is going to be entirely generated by an AI. We're just really interested in the technology, seeing what it can do, and having a laugh at the stuff that it can't. So if that sounds good, then tune in every Friday to Awaiting Prompt. This week, in the season finale of Awaiting Prompt, Matt and I are going back, finding our absolute favourite stories and creating two brand new sequels. And Matt, you're up first. This is a sequel to episode two. Oh, trapped in time! <gasps> oh, is that the the New Year's meet cute time loop? Yeah, it's the one meet oh. cute time loop. A young couple, Mark and Jasmine, in love, find themselves stuck in a mysterious time loop, unable to be together. On New Year's Day, they must use their love to break the time loop and escape. Will their love be strong enough to save them? Join Mark and Jasmine on their quest to find freedom and love. <laughs> Fade in. Interior apartment, day. Mark and Jasmine have just moved into their new apartment. They look around in awe of their newfound freedom. Mark, can you believe it? We're really here. Jasmine smiles and nods in agreement. Meanwhile, outside their apartment, a mysterious figure is watching them from the shadows. Suddenly, the figure disappears like a ghost in the night. Actually, it's quite spooky. Mm. <laughs> that was unintended. <laughs> Cut to exterior street, day. Mark and Jasmine emerge from their apartment building, ready to explore their new city. Because as we learned in the first movie, or mm -hmm. episode, script, whatever, of this story, they moved to a different dimension. And they were in a new oh, city. they did, because it was robot robots. It was robots, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they escaped the time loop, and they were in a new city where there were no longer any robots. And so that's this new city, this new <laughs> universe that they're in. They walk slowly, holding hands and taking everything in. Suddenly, they spot the person passing them by in the street, but they can't tell who it is. They move too quickly to see properly. Mark and Jasmine look at each other, surprised by this sudden encounter someone just with someone, somebody they don't know. <laughs> they, they walk by someone in the street. Oh my God, what who a surprise. I don't know who they are. <laughs> They continue walking down the street until they come across an old mansion that seems unoccupied and abandoned. Out of curiosity, they decide to enter in search of clues. Clues to what? <laughs> this is breaking and entering. <laughs> As to who owns this mysterious building and why it's been left untouched. Maybe for a reason. Maybe they could just ask someone. <laughs> Inside, they find an old journal that reveals an insidious plan to use a robotic drones. <gasps> an insidious plan to use robotic drones to control and enslave humanity. <gasps> it appears that this evil mastermind has been using a time loop to remain undetected as he plots for world domination. This is... <laughs> This is when Mark realises who the strange figure in was in the street. This must be their enemy. What? <laughs> <laughs> also, didn't he see him going the opposite way? Uh, no, he, I think he, he walked, they walked past him, didn't they? Mm. 
yeah, a spot a person passing them by in the street. It was their enemy. My God. Mark and Jasmine vow to work together to put an end to this madman's evil plan before <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Fade out. <gasps> and they gave it a prompt to continue writing the screenplay. So was that just the one? That was just the one prompt. Yeah, it actually wrote a lot. Was that like write a sequel or? Yeah, I wrote write a sequel to this screenplay and then gave it the, mm. the original one. Um, so cool. Continue writing the screenplay. Fade in. Interior lab. Day. Mark and Jasmine are in the laboratory of their mysterious enemy. <laughs> Not explained how they got there, how they found it. They are searching for any clues that might help them uncover his plan. Suddenly, they hear a strange noise coming from one of the rooms. Carefully, they open the door and find a large computer with thousands of wires connected to it. This must be where all the data is stored. Mark and Jasmine are about to approach the computer when a voice sounds from behind them. You two, impressive work for two amateurs. <laughs> Savage. But I'm afraid no one will ever know your true identities. <laughs> What? <laughs> the figure steps out from the shadows. It's the same evil mastermind from before. Mark and Jasmine look at each other in shock. How did he know who they are? Well, he doesn't because he just said no one's going <laughs> to no, know your true identities. The mastermind continues. I wanted you two here because I think it's only fair that you know who I am and why I'm doing this. He reveals himself as Professor Smith. No. <laughs> An old man who was very close with Mark's family before their untimely passing. What? <laughs> he confesses his plan to use robotic drones to control humanity so he can finally be reunited with his family he lost too early on in life. Mark and Jasmine exchange glances. They realize now why this evil mastermind was after them and why he was so hell-bent on destroying the city they loved. Professor Smith goes on to tell them that he has sent robotic drones all over the world, and unless they find a way to stop him, his plan for world domination will succeed without fail. Mark takes a deep breath. How could they possibly stop such an evil genius? Suddenly, Jasmine has an idea. She pulls out her phone and explains she can use it to hack into Professor Smith's computer and shut down his drones. Mark looks on with amazement as Jasmine quickly sets up her laptop. <laughs> I thought she was going to so use she her phone. Out her phone. <laughs> I can use this, but I'm going to get my laptop out. <laughs> and begins manipulating code like never before. Within minutes, she has hacked into all of Professor Smith's drones across the globe and destroyed his attempts at world domination. Cut to exterior street, day. The sky is alive with fireworks as people pour out into the street in celebration of Professor Smith's defeat. Mark looks around with awe at all the people cheering. A newfound freedom has been given back to humanity thanks to him and Jasmine. Everyone looks up into the sky with happiness in their eyes as they dance together in joyous celebration whilst fireworks go off like music. Katy Perry's firework plays softly in the background as the main characters look out upon a city filled with hope for the future. Oh my 
my god. So that was the funny bit because I deleted all of our chit chat when mm. I gave it the prompt, but I accidentally left in the bit where we're talking in the script. It was like fireworks go off like music, and I make then the joke to you where it's like <laughs> it's just Katy Perry's fireworks, and it in this dimension every time something good happens, Katy Perry's fireworks. <laughs> please. I also love that. Jasmine did all of the work. Yeah. And it's like, well done, Mark, you champion. To be fair, he his catchphrase in the first one was, uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> he was the starter. He, he was, was the first ever, I don't know. The OG IDK. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that's my uh, sequel to the Trapped in Time. And the uh, I, I asked for it to come up with 10 names. Mm-hmm. And some of them are actually quite good. The New Year's Infinite Loop, that would have been a, another kind of mm. name for the first story, but um, it came up with Fireworks of Freedom, so I thought it was quite funny. America. But my favourite one is Choose Love Over Robots. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was my sequel. <sighs> that was stunning. That was stunning. <laughs> uh, so, my story mm-hmm. is from episode seven. Mm. Uh, and it is a sequel to Catching a Miracle in a Snowstorm. Oh, I yes, I remember this is one you said you can do. Uh, so, uh, using only her wits, determination, and a shop specifically designed to help people time travel, Jenny... We've both done time travel. We've both done time travel. <laughs> Jenny, a 16-year-old from Massachusetts, must go back in time to prevent an accident from occurring. Will she be able to stop it? Will she ever work out what it actually is that she needs to stop? No. Or does her grandma actually care about what happens? <laughs> Listen to Catching a Miracle in a Snowstorm to find out. So that was the summary of Catching a Miracle mm-hmm. in a Snowstorm. That's a good one, that is. Uh, I must, I'll, I'll be honest, when we were going back to pick which ones, I went off of what do I think had the coolest artwork. Oh, I, I actually looked at the artwork as well. And I just, I loved it. Plus McRaiser's workshop. <laughs> McRaiser. <laughs> So, my prompt was literally, begin writing the sequel to the Blow novel. Okay. Jenny was a changed person after the events of that winter day. She had gained a new appreciation of life, and she was more determined than ever to make a difference in her own small corner of the world. The following year, Jenny enrolled in the local community college and began taking classes on time travel and the history of Chesterton. (laughs) She was particularly interested in McRaiser's workshop and its curious artefacts. So she started doing some research into his background and the history of his inventions. When summer came around again, Jenny decided to take a break from her studies and visit McRae's workshop. On this occasion, however, it wouldn't be to travel back in time, but rather to explore its secrets firsthand. She visited McRae's workshop every weekend for months, learning more about its strange items each time she went there. One day, while she was rummaging through some old objects, Jenny stumbled upon an old book with mysterious symbols inscribed on it. It was written by McRaiser himself. In it, he detailed the process for constructing his latest invention, a machine capable of creating portals to different dimensions. According to McRaiser's notes, anyone who ventured through one of these portals could experience any world they desired, from a tropical paradise to the depths of outer space. Jenny was fascinated by the idea and decided to build her own version of McRaiser's machine. She spent months tinkering with the device, trying different components and configurations in order to make it work. And finally, after many hours of hard work, she was able to get the machine up and running. 
Jenny began testing her new invention by using it in her backyard. At first, she only used it to explore different realms in her imagination. <laughs> so do you think she's just sat there and she's just like, Wow. wow. She's not actually turning it on or anything. She's just thinking really hard about it. But eventually, she became brave enough to travel through one of the portals herself. She made trips all over the world, visiting ancient ruins and mysterious temples that time had forgotten. One day, while Jenny was exploring a particularly mysterious temple, <laughs> she heard an old voice call out her name from behind her. She spun around to find McRazor standing in the entrance of the temple. He had followed her through one of his portals and wanted to speak with her about her invention. McRazor explained that he had been watching Jenny for some time now and was impressed by her abilities, but he warned her to be careful with the machine as careless use could have dire consequences. He then revealed to Jenny that he'd seen visions of an event that could destroy the world as they knew it, unless someone intervened in time. Ooh. Jenny agreed to help McGrazer in his mission, and together they set off on a journey to prevent this terrible event from taking place. We're never going to find out what this nope. event is. Unless that event is Professor Smith. <gasps> well, we both have time travel and dimension hopping. And portals and that portals. they climb through. The terrible event McGrazer had seen was an impending alien invasion. <laughs> It seemed that a species from a distant galaxy had become aware of the Earth and were planning to invade and take over. Jenny and McGrazer knew they had to find a way to stop this from happening, so they set off in search of a way to prevent the invasion. After weeks of searching, they stumbled upon an ancient temple deep within the jungle. Inside the temple, they discovered an ancient artifact. The egg! <laughs> The egg. It's all it's coming all together. It's the APEU awaiting prompt extended universe. Uh, yeah, when I said I was doing a sequel to one of these stories, <laughs> I have spent 36 hours crafting. The ancient artifact they found was a powerful crystal. It was said to be capable of harnessing the collective energy of all living things, channeling it into a single beam of light. This beam of light could be used to repel any invaders from entering Earth's atmosphere. Jenny and McRazor used the crystal to repel the alien invasion. Oh, well. Well, that was quick. Well, that was quick. And save the world. <laughs> in the aftermath of their success, McRazor decided it was time for him to retire from his ventures into time travel and pass the ownership of his workshop to Jenny. McGrazer smiled at Jenny as he handed her the keys to his workshop. You've proven yourself more capable than I ever imagined, he said. I entrust you with this space and all its secrets. May you use them wisely. Jenny thanked him for his kind words, then stepped inside the workshop with a sense of awe and wonderment. She had come a long way since that winter day when she first stepped into McGrazer's realm, but now she was back where it all began, ready to start a new chapter in her life as an explorer of time and space and it ends there I'm ready wow. for part three I was going to say yeah it's like Doctor Who origin story somehow McRazor returned <laughs> right so I he have... didn't have his jacket with knobs and dials I know I'm really upset because <laughs> it's also like they went, the AI went into such detail of like this is how the, the machine worked and in this one it's like so yep he had a machine and it worked well done Maybe it's just in their imagination the whole time, like nothing's happened. <laughs> Maybe. When they say crystal, they meant meth. <laughs>
we have the portal to the unknown. Journey to the interdimensional temple. Mm. The artifacts of McRaiser's workshop. McRaiser's workshop, a journey through time. <laughs> the power of the crystal. I think I quite like the portal to the unknown. Mm, that was good. That's quite a nice one. What was the first one called? First um, story? The first story was called Catching a Miracle in a Snowstorm. That was it, yeah. Which was much better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good title. Well, that's it for season one of Awaiting Prompt. But you're not going to have to wait long for season two because we're going to be back in four weeks on the 5th of May with some exciting new AI-generated stories. And we're even going to have some new fun things for season two. We're going to have some guests joining us. Also, we want to hear from you. So head over to awaitingprompt.com and you can send us a message. You can tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, or you could send us your own story prompts. If you've got this amazing idea for a story, then send it over to us. We'll plug it into the AI, it'll generate it, we'll do our thing, and we're going to have a great time. So, yeah, got four weeks of nothing, but an awful lot of fun coming after then. So we'll see you on the 5th of May for season two of Awaiting Prompt. That's everything for this episode of Awaiting Prompt. If you enjoyed it, then please leave us a review and make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with all future episodes.